Hi, I'm Abby. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Paul, and welcome to 3 Beam Up. Today we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 2, Them. In case you were wondering, um, which I know everyone was, uh, Bem comes from the old science fiction term, bug-eyed monster. So that's why it's Bem, and they say it a lot, so uh, I it have is... 16 questions. Yeah, it's, a, it's an old, like, 30s, really only yeah. the, maybe the 60s uh, sci-fi term in literature, basically, to just be like, well, just toss a Bem in there, you know, essentially. Um, yeah. I find it derogatory to monsters, <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. I think it's really only a classification, right? It's not, it doesn't have anything I know. to <laughs> just, say about the kidding. monster. It's just saying that this is a bug-eyed monster. <laughs> instead of a, but he's not even bug-eyed, is he? No, um, no. I mean, not really, no. He looks more like a fish to me than a, than a bug. I think he looks like a fish cat, like a cat So this, this is one... Uh, I talk about the DVDs all the time. Um, this one had an audio commentary, so... Um, oh, no. Just, yes. Just, it didn't have the pop-up video. I think pop-up video is better. Oh, pop-up video is um, better. Yeah, because I watched this without the commentary once. Uh, and then I was like, well, should I watch it again? <laughs> and I got about halfway through it, and I was like, I really don't want to be watching this again. Um, but David, David Gerald, uh, the writer of this one, and who did a lot on Trek... Um, has an audio commentary for this, and he talks about them. I'm like, he's like, he yeah. He's, well, he's like, yeah. When I was writing this, I just put put the acronym down because I thought it'd be, you know, kind of a fun nod to that old history of writing, even though it wasn't a bug-eyed monster. And uh, you know, <laughs> you're just gonna like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to have that that homage in there, essentially. Um, oh my god, I love it when they put placeholders and then like. They never change them. This happens a lot, I feel like, you know? <laughs> it was hard to get a read. Like, it, I, that's what I sort of thought at first that it might have been a placeholder, but it felt like he was just like, no, this is a name. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to think any harder than this. Um, you know, and it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. I This episode, I just got more confused as the episode continued. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my first two notes are what a setup, and then this is pretty confusing. Um, yeah. yeah. It just gets more confused. Like, I don't really see the point for Ben being there, like, at all. Like, I was thinking about it as I'm watching the episode going, he didn't need to be there <laughs> like, so, for this to be a thing, to, to make an episode. We didn't need Ben. So, the audio commentary, David Gerald talks about this, that, like, this, he had originally written this outline for a uh, original series episode, right? He, he had pitched yeah, this, like, I season saw that on two. Alpha. Um, and it was season two, and, like, people were receptive to it, so he had been outlining it. Um, but then with season three, when the change with Roddenberry and different show, different showrunner, right? Um, it's like, eh, not really interested in that. So it just kind of got scrapped. But then when you're doing animated, um, he was like, oh, well, I've still got this one. And they had the original order of 16 episodes, but they always buy extras in case, you know, one of them is just like, eh, this is unsalvageable. Um, so this was the 17th they bought in the first season. And then they didn't need to scrap any. 
And then when they brought the extra six in the second season, they're like, well, we already paid for this one, so I guess we'll make it. <laughs> but his original premise in TOS live action was that uh, that he wanted to have someone who Spock would be prejudiced against because they were illogical, essentially, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> but the idea was that Bem was just a practical joker, and Spock didn't like that. And Bem was also going to be, like he envisioned, David Gerald is also big into costuming, um, and so he wanted to do this with two people, basically two kids in a trench coat. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that's why he, you know, separates, why Bem separates, because that was the original plan for this alien, is that, like, he'd be two kids in a trench coat, and then he could get up to all these shenanigans by, like, splitting into two kids, and then tricking Spock, and then Spock would be like, I dislike you because you're illogical. That's the base, (laughs) that's the base outline that originally started. Honestly, I think I'd rather watch that episode, because this was, (laughs) like, I had... sounding better, actually. Because this one, Ben was just being a jerk to seemingly be a jerk. Like, there was no purpose yeah. for him to be, like, disobeying orders. And, like, I, like it didn't make any sense. Well, he like, wanted n- to, none of his so motivation worked. He wanted to observe the aboriginals, which is which, what okay. they were doing. Right. <laughs> right. But did he, though, or did he want to observe Kirk and Spock observing and then, like, give them a test, right? Yeah, that's yeah, well, that was the confusing part. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I think he just wanted to give him a test to be like, are you good enough to join the Federation or whatever? Or, or yeah, was that I, even what was on the table? No, I don't even know what was no, on the table. It was, no, it wasn't. It was, he seemed to be giving them tests to be like, are you good enough to be friends with us? Like, it was kind of like one of those. Yeah, because they weren't going to join the Federation, right? No, they weren't on the table to join. They were just newly, newly contacted and they were just kind of like hanging out to see if they could be friends (laughs) it was weird it reminds me of some of those like there's that tng episode uh, that's late it's like fifth or sixth season where the three aliens like one of them traps a card on a planet and there's a woman and then the one goes on the enterprise and tries to fight wharf and the other one just sits there and eats food you know that episode (laughs) yes Um, oh yeah yeah (laughs) where they're just like oh we just wanted to experience these different emotions um or that other one where they trap Picard and replace him with a double to try to study humans. It's like Picard and three other people, a Starfleet cadet. This happens a yeah. few times in TNG. Yeah. Where like I an mean, alien race is like, I want to study human responses, essentially. Right, but yeah, like, which this is, one was done for and they, they do have that in TOS too, but this is, I just feel like it's done poorly here. So the yeah, second it really is. The second part of the commentary that I still was listening to, uh, David Gerald talked about the writing of this and how it got rewritten and and everything. Uh, And he said that he had a lot of meetings with Gene Gene Roddenberry. And, like, Gene would tweak something here and there or say, let's add this or change this. And then he said about halfway through this set of, like, a bunch of meetings, Gene was like, well, what if they meet God? (laughs) 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 And David Gerald on this commentary was like, and my thought was, haven't we already done that enough? <laughs> this is pre of uh, the the movies, right? Where that happens even yeah. again. Uh, and Gerald was like, they ah. do enjoy meeting God." He's like, "I guess they I'll work this in somehow." But so many godlike aliens. All right, is it's God true. here voiced by Uhura? Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And, and I do like that part. Yeah, David David Gerald had lots of lots of good things to say about Michelle Nichols, and was like, when when I was Who writing doesn't? this, he's like I wanted to give her something else that allowed her to really just work her range that she doesn't get to with her. her. Um, so, 
yeah, he handpicked Michelle Nichols to do that voice, which well, worked I, well. I have another question, which is, um, in the middle part, is Yuhura in charge? Yes, yes, she is, and she's awesome at it. Yep, yep. All right, she totally tells Scotty what's what. Right? Yeah, she does, like, and it's all, like I like that was my favorite part of the episode. I agree. With Uma being awesome, like yeah. she was just like, "No, we are following procedure, sir." Mm-hmm. I was loved it. I loved it. It was beautiful. I was like, "Yeah," because O'Hara should be in charge of everything. He talked about that too. That like in the table read, uh, he like really wanted to put in O'Hara in charge of the ship, uh, but like he didn't. He didn't think she had read it or was expecting it, so she reads that line like, "I'm taking control of the ship" or whatever. And then Michelle Nichols just <laughs> yelled out, "It's about time!" <laughs> it's like, it's about <laughs> uh, like no, she's, not she's, um, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Highest ranking like officer left, but yep. this is like the yeah. first time she's finally in charge. Yep, it's amazing and it's perfect because she's great. Yeah, yes. I loved it. That made me so happy. I agree. Oh, that was, that was great as well. Um, I also uh, it amused me that. Uh, all Kirk wants to do the whole episode is be like, I am James Tiberius Kirk. Yep. yep. <laughs> yep. Which well, is the first, this is the first episode that we find out that the T stands for Tiberius in wait, James really? T. Kirk. Yes, it is. Uh, wow. But like, uh, he says it a lot. <laughs> he sure does. He sure does. It's, and like, then the entity says it. I like. He says is, how come we always end up like this? That is funny. Although I bet, I bet you guys know what my favorite little. Yes, I wrote it down. (laughs) Quote, quote Abigail. The job of librarian would be no less challenging, but it would no doubtedly be less dangerous. (laughs) Then I wrote in my notes, OMG, Abby, 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 LOL, 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 OMG, OMG. That's Mm -hmm. what I wrote. Yeah, it was great. I just liked, I liked the first part of it too, that Kirk was like, there are times, Mr. Spock, when I think I should have been a librarian. Mm -hmm. I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> well, that's a pretty easy t-shirt to make, yeah. <laughs> it would be, like, because, like, Spock's response is also great, but also, I just, I really, <laughs> there are times, Mr. Spock, when I think I should have been a librarian. It was beautiful and perfect, and I loved it, and it might be my favorite thing that anyone has said in the TAS ever. <laughs> I literally thought that you would say that. <laughs> I was real happy about it because I was real. I really was bored with this episode, and then that happened, and I got happier. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think for that reason, it goes a lot higher on my list. No, I still don't really like you. it because it doesn't make any sense. But it's like, a very confusing <laughs> episode to be sure. Yeah, right. and then when the entity is like, Bem, you have been a terrible person, he's been like, Yup, I'm going to destroy myself. And then the entity's like, You know, don't do that, maybe. <laughs> I love the, I love it when, is, oh God. I love when Kirk tries to contact the alien entity by putting some communicators together and then says, Yeah, that was pretty great. Kirk, Kirk like, to alien intelligence. Kirk that was to alien hilarious. intelligence. <laughs> that was really like, funny. I'm like, I think she can hear you. <laughs> yeah, why don't you just try talking louder? Like, yeah, maybe just, you know, say some stuff, be like, hey, Entity, uh, could we could we have a little compab here? Oh, my God. I have, I have, ugh, it was so weird. I like, I liked Nichelle Nichols voicing it, but, like, I d- this, this episode makes no sense, guys. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. I just can't. It makes no sense. And I was confused the whole time. And yeah. I never want to watch it again. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tried to watch it back-to-back with that commentary, and I really couldn't get through it a second time. 
That's just, fair. I can't believe you even tried. I don't think I would have tried. <laughs> I mean, the commentary was amusing in and of itself, but yeah, wow. It just it was rough. It was rough. There's yeah. There's so much. There's just so much weird in it. The conversation yeah. they have in the case, like all the conversations they have with like Kirksbach and and Ben. Yeah, they're really weird. I just. It doesn't. No, nothing makes sense. Yeah, and, and they I, keep I, I, like asking him what he's doing and trying to put it together, and he doesn't seem to know, or he's lying, or yeah. he's changing. Well, at and... a certain point, like Kirk just seems to figure it out, apropos of nothing, right? Like, there's a certain point where Kirk is just like, "Why did you take our phasers and stuff?" And it's like, I, I didn't think that he had told them that yet. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I wasn't following nothing, it well. But nothing made sense. I. Uh, I did like that the aliens on the planet were dinosaurs. That was fun. Sure. They're like cave gorn. They were cool. They look cool. Yeah, I wish they had more to do. Yeah, like, I again, I think there's an episode in here that you could do. I think you should have chosen either focus on them being weird or focus on a planet that has an entity protecting it. Like there's, uh, this is too much happening in a 20 minute episode. Like there's too much going on and nothing makes sense in the end. Well, I think that's a product of all the rewrites and the rewrites for this. And the fact that, you know, he originally conceived as a 42 minute TOS episode. Um, And then other things got added in even after the fact. So yeah, just a lot in here and none of it makes sense. Nope. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Ugh. I can't even. It's a weird one. Ugh. Can we move on? Can we have messages so that we can... I mean, is, we, we can. is there anything else in here? <laughs> no! I don't think it doesn't I have make any, any sense. Notes. Yeah, okay. Works for me. I mean, <laughs> most of my messages, I feel like, are just the straightforward thing said. I think there's a, like, um, suicide isn't good. <laughs> don't um, <laughs> kill yourself, no matter what. Um, uh, however, she does say a lot. She, like, she kind of, God kind of summarizes them, <laughs> which is nice. Um, so, like, uh. Makes your job easier. It really does. Um, like, you need to, like, recognize your, like, errors and, like, work on improving yourself and, like, your faults. But, like, you shouldn't also be too hard on yourself and, um, you shouldn't take revenge on people. And you, like, she even goes out of her way to say, like, punishment isn't really, like, a thing. Like, you guys should be beyond that, basically. Um, and, of course, a straightforward prime directive, do not interfere. Yeah, why, why they were down there in the first place is actually a really good question that we didn't touch on. But Well, like, observation is fine. They're allowed to observe. It's And they really only break the prime directive because Bem decides to go off in his little lonesome. Yeah, I guess but, that's like, true. like, uh, yeah. They were going to put, like, I thought cameras about that too. or something, right? Yeah, they were just going to observe. Boxes, they were. They, they had no. They had no plans to interfere at all. It was Bem who was like, "I'm out," and then and they, they even had to go said it too, right? Stuff. They were like, "This planet deserved Prime Directive." Yeah, they do. So, Kirk's you know. best. Yeah, that. it's true, and he should be. He should be. He's messed yeah. up, man. Ugh. So is Bem the antagonist? I think so. I feel like he is. I guess so, too. He's kind of just a regular creature, right? Who can split into three. Yeah. <laughs> three, three, three Three. His or head more. comes off at his one point. comes off. His arm does, too. Oh, yeah. Um, That's true. When he's moving through the trees and stuff, he takes his arm off. So, like, That's realistically, true. it feels like that. he could break at any 
you know, yeah, at any point forever. to some degree. I mean, I thought that's what he was talking about when he was saying like the unity that is, um, whatever he calls, he calls himself like the, I forget the language he uses, but as he's talking about himself and he's like, we'll dissolve this unity. I thought he'd just be like, turn into a pile of goop and be like, cool. We'll become other things. Like, yeah, I kind of thought that too, but whatever. Yeah, one more thing that doesn't make any sense in this episode. It's fine. Yeah, but as far as that goes, like, not very powerful in the slightest. Nor is he mm-hmm. effective. I mean, he's no. bad at his job. I mean, if this was the slaver weapon and there was Zinti here that had captured him, like, he would be equally as ineffective. So I think yes. we're looking at the pretty close to the bottom of the list. We have the Terratin incident. And I can't at all remember that episode. So, um, <laughs> somebody wants to that remind was me. The, I think that was the little people. Wasn't that the little people? Is that the little Putians? I think it might be. And they did. I don't remember either. They did what now? This is how memorable uh, this series is. I know, right? It really. Um, the Terrorton incident. Okay. We're really useful, aren't we? I'm looking at it. Oh, they, they, it's the one with the shrinking DNA. Oh yeah, oh, yeah they get smaller the and one. smaller, and then they almost perish. Why were they shrinking them? <laughs> they were exposed to spiroid epsilon waves, um, and they begin to shrink. Huh. Sure. Oh, yeah, because the people shrunk themselves so that they could live on, like, the meteor, right? Or whatever? Well, it was, like, they. Ac- I think it was they accidentally... They also got hit by the same things, but then they figured out how to stop it, I think, and then that's just they were small. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> it was it was a while ago, and these episodes do not stick in my brain. They either do not. They so. do not. Um, I don't know. Do you want to put it above or below? Was that a typo? I called them the Terrapins. I don't know. <laughs> it should be the Terratins, right? Terratin. Uh, Doesn't matter to me. Sure. But I, I don't uh, care. them, uh, <laughs> them are above the Terratins. Uh, I think below even. Probably. Right. I'm He's pretty fine with that. Yeah. That was fun. Yep. So bingo time time for bingo. Uh, I have. I have two clarifiers. Do the communicators and the phasers not work? Or yeah. does that count because they were switched with fakes? Yeah. Well, they don't work when they try them. Yeah, but they're not the real ones. I think so. in the arc of the show and in the like tropes of the show, Kirk holding up a communicator and then it not working... Even though it's an elaborate duplicate that wouldn't work, is probably fair. I think I'll go with okay. Chelsea on this one. Yay! Okay. I didn't and even need counts. to say anything, and you. Because you <laughs> you're right, he does try to use it, and it's like, wait, this is he hits the buttons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's all. That's the only clarifier I had. Uh, Spock does say fantastic. We're fascinating. You mean fascinating? Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those F words. Are they trapped on the planet? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, they're captured. Um, and Kirk Is and Spock essentially by are by have not having communicators, right? Are, the communicators mm-hmm. are stolen, so that traps them on the planet. Is them a recurring person? 
Repairing glaze. We do have alien powers. Space powers. Yeah, we may have it this time. I don't know. That might have gotten us there with the communicators not working. Prime Directive's mentioned. That's true, too. Yeah, I think we're there. I think we got it. <laughs> the Prime Directive has to be ignored, not mentioned. <laughs> oh, you're right, you're right. Well, it, well, it is kind ignored. of is ignored. <laughs> well, I wouldn't count that for this, though, because they didn't, like, out, go out of their way to ignore the Prime Directive. <laughs> like, mm, okay. Um, I don't think it counts, and I have control. <laughs> I guess if Kirk and Spock wanted to really honor the Prime Directive, they would have gotten close to that camp. Like, they wouldn't have tried to get him. They would have tried to beam him out of the cage or something. I guess they were kind of trying to Why sneak him they, out, but... Yeah. Like, they wouldn't they have, were trying plan. to be sneaky. Yeah. It doesn't count. It doesn't matter. We totally got bingo. This one was chock full of yeah, cliches. Okay. <laughs> Yay, what did we get? Okay, so there's the captain's log. The title of the episode is said a lot. Oh, yeah. Because oh, that's the a really name good of point. Uh, the communicators don't work. The phasers don't work. Spock says fascinating. The phasers are set to stun. Yeah. The visiting alien ambassador admiral is a jerk. Oh, that uh, one there does are not come up that much. Yeah, and yeah, and the away team is trapped on the planet. So there were plenty. We totally got bingo. It was not a contest in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I think even if you, I think even if you had said that the communicators not work and phasers not working, uh, didn't count. I think we still would have had bingo. <laughs> Like, it was all over the place. This one, as many of the episodes that aren't as good, like, it had a lot going for it. Well, and it, it, <laughs> it speaks to the idea that, yeah, it sounds like people were just kind of adding bits and pieces to this nonstop and just kept adding yeah, and adding and adding. Way, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a little ridiculous. I got a little bit like, geez, what's next? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we did it. Yay. Okay, guys, uh, what are we watching next? Let's find out. Well, yeah, yeah, but you have to make up something first, so I get I get I can be entertained. So entertain me, dance monkeys, dance. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, didn't I? I think I remember Chelsea saying that Harvey Mudd comes back. So I'm gonna say the Mud one. I don't know the title of it, but it's probably like God. <laughs> Muddy Waters. Muddy <laughs> Waters. Oh, is that what it's called? No, I just made that up. That's my guess. Oh, man. It's probably, <laughs> no, you have what, to come up with a better mud title. The other ones were, were Muds Women and I Mud. It's probably like Me Mud. <laughs> Charles, what do you got? <laughs> I'm Muddy Waters. That was serious. <laughs> <laughs> so you're both going with the Mud episode? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're doubling down. Enough. Different titles. We're doubling Oddly down. enough, you're right. Wait, I really? mean, the titles aren't. But it is the mud episode. What, what's yeah. it called? It's, it's it's called Mud's Passion. Oh, we could have yeah, gotten, gotten there. We could have gotten there. You could have gotten there. I believe us in you. Twenty guesses. We could have gotten there. Uh, we probably could have. Anyway, <laughs> the Enterprise crew once again runs afoul of the incorrigible Harry Mud. This time, hawking a love potion that greatly greatly influences Spock and the crew. That sounds good too. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever Mud's involved, it, it it's going to be real messed up, and we're going to see how that goes. Hey, uh, you know so, what? This is the last time we have, have to watch Harvey Mudd. That's true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, and that's a positive in anyone's book. Um, so, dear listener... Uh, Discovery. Oh, come on. Well, whatever. That's not uh, good. 
We're not we're not going there right now. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at three beam up at beam three. Uh, say hi, subscribe, like, what rate review, whatever all the things you do for podcasts. You you'll you'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Uh, and join us for one last Harvey Mud in Mud's passion.